Welcome back to the Meat Cartel Podcast, episode 28. Tonight's episode is a continuation of deer and deer processing. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of this and also enjoy the last part of this episode. Back to back to processing. If so you you've kind of mentioned it Kyle that uh you know that it it caught like if you bring a deer if you bring a a field dressed deer hide on um obviously there's there's going to be cost to to skinning it washing it chilling it boning it so if you I guess I, I know the answer to this. The the best advice for for a hunter that maybe is trying to be, you know, maybe they don't, they're like, I really like to get, I really like Cordy's summer sausage and hot sticks, which is also the probably the two most expensive things you can get made into your deer uh, due to the, the time and the process. Um, but... Uh, a way for them to save some some money on the front end is bring your like do that part yourself skin it wash it bone it yep bring and you can bring boned out deer meat to yeah. the shop yeah. year round year, year round, round. Yep. yeah bring your trimmings in wash it take care of it like you want want to eat it and feed it to your family right and bring it in frozen do not grind it don't grind it (laughs) that's all these all the processes for all these things that we make are based on certain grinds so when you already grind it it kind of screws things up a little bit joe schmoke went out there and bought that cabela's grinder and they got to use that motherfucker right right yeah Yeah. we bought this son bitch for 200 bucks we're gonna use it right we're gonna make cordy's life happier right this is ground up it's already ground in one pound package so now i gotta open up 101 pound packages (laughs) this deal that really happened instead of of 15 pound ziploc bags they're happy about they're like I already ground this deer up. Like, thank you. We're not making fun of anybody. <laughs> no, no, I mean, we kind of. It's are. just it. Well, but, but it's just it's because they, they don't know. Yeah, they, yeah don't know. they don't know. They literally think they're doing you guys yeah, a favor. No, exactly. they do. They yep. really do. And they're like, not. No. And, and honestly, this is the first time I really like opened up and said something about it. Like, even when they do bring it in, I don't like make fun of them. And say, hey, dude, don't grind it. And. Most of the time when they bring it in ground, it's not because they necessarily think they're doing its favorites because they thought they were going to do something with it, and then they never did. So right. it's like, gotcha. i got to get this process and yeah. do something with gotcha. it. Gotcha. So but so if you could avoid that at all costs, avoid that because it's, like I said, all these products have different grinds, so it's not helpful to have it already ground. Well, you'll see a lot, like... Some of you guys are out of state and they'll hunt like Missouri, Illinois, and they have to take it when they kill an animal. They have to take it to the processor, and so they don't. They get it ground up in like one pound package or whatever because they don't. They're not wanting the animal to be processed there, but that's the way it is. Oh, take it back home. Gotcha. So they get it back home. They're like, all right, now we're gonna send it to Cordy, and then you get it it's like. Now we have a hundred pounds of ground meat. This is <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> no, but we get it. We we manage. We'll make it happen. Oh yeah. It's yeah. just not ideal. Ideal. For us. Yeah. The perfect way to bring your deer trimmings in, even if it's a fresh kill and you're bringing it in fresh, that's fine too. But just bring it in and you know like 
smaller bags, 15 pounds or so in a bag, whatever. I mean, we've seen everything from Ziploc bags to uh, trash em- bags, emptied ice bags. Oh. Uh, you can use a trash bag. Make sure they're not scented. Do not use scented <laughs> trash bags. We get milk cartons. Milk cartons. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, milk ice cartons. Ice cream buckets out the wazoo. Ice, ice cream buckets are very popular. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of deer hunters that save all their ice cream buckets Wait, for, uh, throughout the year. Milk cartons. Yes. Like the we like know cardboard in garden. Like you can still you can oh, still buy orange, orange juice. I'm and, thinking uh, like a gallon milk. Yeah. That, like they literally cut slivers small enough to stick them in that stupid little. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They <laughs> cardboard milk cartons. Like yep. drinking huh. garden. But they got like the the half gallon ones. Yeah, yeah. Gallon. yeah. Like the orange juice. Yeah. yeah. They'll empty them out and stuff it in there and seal back up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Freeze it. Yep. It keeps uh, it well. Like when you open yeah, them up, it it's like a, it's. Good looking meat. What else we get? We, me and Kyle always get a kick out of what we can get. You know. Uh, yeah, you name it, you see it. Um, <laughs> we always see crazy shit, and me and him are like, never seen this one before. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing is the how they tag the deer, the the tags to the animals' legs. We get like uh, electrical wire. Yeah. Oh string, yeah. Yeah. Bailing twine, zip ties, duct tape, yep. dental floss. I got <laughs> that. Dental floss. Yeah. Fishing string's a good one. Fishing string. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, for those of you that don't know, like. Six years ago, I don't know, a while ago, you, even your bow tags were sticky. They were like, right. they had an adhesive on the back. So you literally just. Landowners still like that, right? Yeah, landowners yeah. are. Yeah. But all your over the counter bow yeah. tags now are just uh, just like a kind of a plasticky paper. So now, you know, back in the day, you literally just sliced in between the. What is that? The tendon on the back leg and the actual bone. Put a slice there, and you could literally wrap the tag around and stick it to itself. Now, when you get your tags over the counter, they're not sticky anymore. So now you have to, yeah. you kind of have to, to have a way to attach the tag to the animal. I think a zip tie is probably the best way to do it. Zip tie is definitely the most popular way. But uh, but yeah. Uh, People get pretty creative now to, to figure out ways to attach that tag because they oh they kill a deer, they have a tag and they have a deer, but they don't have a zip tie. <laughs> Seen like weeds, like grass. Yep. <laughs> Straw. <laughs> yep. No. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, God damn, what else? Is, you gotta get. I mean, you gotta ones. get creative. <laughs> if you don't have a zip tie or tie wire or tape, I mean. Got to oh, do yeah. something. Shocking season, we have to keep like a pair of side cutters for oh, yeah. bailing wire and right. things Le- like that. Yeah, we get like 12 gauge fucking electrical wire, which is more expensive than, than a zip tie. 100 yeah. zip ties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could buy a bag of 300 zip ties yeah. for the price of that six inch. Scrap ass, some bitch. <laughs> Taking that grabber house. You're going to have to have a separate bucket in the back now for right. copper. <laughs> what the heck was it just the other day when me and Dow were skinning back there? There's something pretty bizarre. I can't remember what it was, though. Oh, and the way that uh, during shotguns, I used to help during shotgun season, and the way that people would bring their deer in, like, oh, God, with. Uh, you know they'll show up with a freaking twelve point buck in the back in the trunk of their car. Uh, sometimes, sometimes not. Not even you know. Some people put a tarp in their trunk. 
some people won't put a tarp in there. There's blood all over in the trunk of their car. They show up with them on the roofs of their Jeeps. It's 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 a spectacle. It don't matter. So going back to uh, you saying me and Kyle aren't, you don't know if we're still on the kill floor skinning deer together or not. So this is what it was about two years ago, I guess. My biggest thing was uh, on the kill floor, I never wanted to call Kyle back to help us out. I always, I was like, fuck that. We're, we're going to get this, we're going to get through this without Kyle. Never, <laughs> never, never gonna, I'm not going to ask him. I don't care if we're drowning here. <laughs> And uh, he was kind of butthurt. I think we went one year without you. I don't think we brought you back there, did we? Oh, no, 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 no. Was it one? No. no. You made it till Sunday afternoon. And finally, you came up front. And you just looked at me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what do you got to say, bud? He's like, get your fucking ass back here. <laughs> Freaking shoulder monster piled to the ceiling, ready to be caped out. Yeah, I thought we made one year, maybe not. No, nope, that's uh, I do making the walk of shame. Like, get the fuck back here. <laughs> <We need you>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good oh, conversation funny. too. Uh, the shoulder mounts. So if you you bring a, you you kill a giant and you want your deer processed by Cordy, uh, and you need and you need it caped out for a shoulder mount. They're not they're not putting their. Uh, the guy they hired yesterday to cape out your deer. It's it's literally, it used to always be either Kyle or Jay. I'm sure there's other guys in there now that are are trained and capable of caping a deer out. Uh, but they're going to put, they're going to, the guy that capes your deer out there is very capable and knows exactly what the taxidermist wants to cape your deer out like these guys usually give the taxidermist the entire hide where i'm pretty sure a lot of other places don't do that uh but it kind of just depends on where you go and how you skin it just it works nicer for us to be able to do it that way right and then we just definitely know we don't cut it too short. Right. Right. We might drop it once or twice, but other than that, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I will say going to last year, no, I can't say much this year because I've been taking the second seat, but last year for sure, like, I'd say I probably did 90% of shoulder mounts, which I don't know how many we do, but quite a bit. Yeah. During shotgun season, I spent... Probably, I don't know how many hours just doing. I mean, I was shoulder mount after shoulder mount, and that's all I did. Just cape deer, cape deer, cape deer, one after another. This year might be different. I'm getting a little older, but we do have a couple of guys, Jared and Melton and Blake Lampy. They do both pretty good job. I trust them. I have a hard time trusting people in my line of work. <laughs> I would say they'll no, probably you're do. Kidding me. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be such a struggle though because. They're so solid on the line. No, I think no, I'm still going to do shoulder mounts this year. I'm but. sure that's an all good call back because <laughs> shoulder mounts are piled up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, save the hard work. I just want to work in a parking lot. You can do that. You own a place. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, right. I know I can. Somebody's like, what the hell are you doing back here? We need you here. Anybody can run a parking lot. Well, not anybody. You no. can't. You can't. You can't be a hunter because no. if, if you run the parking right. lot, you, yeah. you can't. Yeah. So you cannot do it. 
Right. Because yep. you fucking suck. Yeah, yeah I can't you do it either. Like, where'd you kill this at? Yeah. No, I don't ask. We'll just start telling. Where yeah. are you sitting at? You get too wrapped up in their stories. For I sure. passed up a bigger buck. I saw, I called <laughs> this son of a gun in from 300 yards. My grunt call. He come right on the string. There's a bigger one out there. Yep. There's a bigger one well, out he there. He hung up, so I was like, ah, I'll just shoot this yeah, one. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> My family's hungry. <laughs> I love the stories. I think it's great. Oh, I love the stories. Stories too, like even when I worked there, you know, I went out on the parking lot a couple times. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't belong out here. I'm taking way too much time." Yeah, you got check deer in. <laughs> you got to not give two shits about a deer yeah. story. Yeah, and that—that's why. Uh, well, back when I was there, Nathan Cordy was the best. Oh yeah, ever. Yep. He could have cared less yep. about. Give me your white tag. He's like, out here. "Where's your white tag?" You want? and if it wasn't a shoulder mount and it was a buck, you want the head? All right, he'd cut the head off and hand it to him and say, "On to the next one." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So I I think we covered we covered the uh, the way to bring your deer in um, the different ways you can bring your deer in with the hide on or uh, boned out meat. Um, but Kyle, why don't you tell everybody like the different things that you can get your deer meat made into? So I can go down a list. Uh, I think I can remember everything. But there's a bunch. I mean, you can get three or four different kinds of burgers. You can get straight deer. You can get burger with beef towel added. You can get burger with pork. Uh, you can get burger with bacon. You can get uh, bratwurst, three different flavors, regular brats, cheese brats, and jalapeno and cheese brats. Um, you can go on to salami and get uh, regular salami, cheese salami, jalapeno and cheese salami. You can get the exact same recipe in what we call the salami sticks, and it's a snack stick with the. It's the same recipe as salami, regular cheese and jalapeno just cheese. Just smaller, right? Yep, it's just in like a snack stick. Size, or yep. snack stick size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can get hot dogs. You can get regular hot dogs or cheese hot dogs. You can get metwurst. You can get, um, what am I missing, Jay? Honey barbecue snack sticks. You can get deer bacon. Um, jerky. Jerky, jerky yep. You can get regular jerky, which is kind of like a, I don't know, I like to describe it as like a peppered flavor, sort of. And uh, teriyaki mm-hmm. jerky. Um. Yeah, and I mean, other than besides your regular deer cuts, like your loins and things like that, we'll cut out if you want those. Um, bologna. You bologna. bologna. Yep. Nope. Good. Deer call. bologna. Yep. Yeah. You got the regular deer bologna and cheese bologna. I think. Oh, you can get uh, breakfast sausage. You can get link pork sausage. Oh, yeah. Pork sausage. Bulk deer yeah. link pork sausage. Deer or you can pork. get bulk. I, yeah, I said the deer pork. You did. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you can get uh, the breakfast deer breakfast sausage, which is good. It's just like pork sausage, biscuits and gravy, things like that. Goes over real well. So several several options. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, when when somebody brings a deer in and um, they're filling out their cutting order, like do, does the does all these options are on their cutting order, right? Correct. Or on the form they fill yep. out. They're all on the form. All the prices are right there. 
Um, yeah, that was it, my next question. Like they they know exactly what it's going to cost yep. them per pound. Yep. So if you say so, for example, the, we just talked about breakfast pork sausage. If you take ten pounds of your deer meat and put it towards the breakfast bulk pork sausage, there's going to be half pork added to that, so it's going to be twenty pounds is what you're going to get. So that twenty pounds will be priced accordingly to the pound if you look if you look down the ticket you'll see it'll be say price per pound so it'll be 20 pounds times say it's three dollars a pound or 289 a pound or two whatever it is so that's what that the price will be for that product yeah yeah so you you're uh like hot sticks back to hot sticks and summer sausages because that's what uh, that's probably the most popular i think that you guys do i mean it it's probably getting close with some other ones now, but you, it's not just, you know, again, it's, it's not just a hundred percent deer meat. It's third and two thirds. <clears throat> so it's two thirds of deer meat and a third of pork. Correct. That goes into the summer sausage and hot steak. So it's basically whatever pork price is at that time, right? Nope. Nope, it's it doesn't get broke down like that. It's if you bring in fifty pounds of deer meat and you want a third pork added product, you're gonna get seventy five pounds. Actually, it, I mean if it's a if it's a two pound package product like a summer sausage or a salami, then you're, it's gonna be seventy six pounds. You'll get charged for the extended price of. 260 a pound or whatever it is. Gotcha. What, depending on what it is. And so. then um, if if somebody if somebody wants uh, they order deer deer dogs deer hot dogs or uh, bratwurst or deer brats if because uh, you guys you guys vet like the deer dogs and the and the bratwurst are vac packed. But they're vac packed in a certain weight, or how does that work? The hot dogs will come in two pound packages. Two pound packages. Yep. Same with brats. <clears throat> yeah. Same with brats. So brats. So brats and hot dogs are vac packed in two pound packages. Yep. Bratwurst, you're gonna get eight links in a package. Hot dogs, you're gonna get sixteen. Yeah, in a package. In a package. So if somebody wanted less than that in a package, could they? Ask for, I mean, it would probably cost a little bit more. They could, but it would be a special order, and it would be a dollar a pound. A dollar a pound. Yep. Extra. Yep. Gotcha. Because I know that a lot of people, you know, 16 hot dogs is a lot. If you're a, a family of four and you're, you want to cook hot dog, deer dogs for the family, uh, six, 16 hot dogs is a lot. You know, you don't want to thaw out 16 hot dogs. And when you know you're for that meal, your family's only going to eat six of them. So you, you got to pay, you will have to pay a little extra, but right. it's, it's probably worth it really because you're not going to, I mean, or what? Or would you just would you just get the package out frozen, take 
You would get the package out frozen. You would Take thaw it out. out. Don't feel like, oh my god, I thawed this out. Now I have to use it. I can't refreeze it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, do it you don't work like a, that. Do you even need a thawed out? Would can you just like let it get semi thawed and break it thawed, apart? Break, yeah. break off how many you want. Yep, absolutely. Take them out. Put the rest back in the freezer. Yep, absolutely. Otherwise, what most I mean, what a lot of people do is they'll just cook all sixteen hot dogs and then they'll have leftovers for the next week yeah yeah you know they might eat it three days later might eat them again or you know they're 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 done cooked and barbecued or yeah, grilled or whatever yeah. they'll eat them again the next week and then so, it, so uh, i mean kind of whatever works for your family if it's uh if you got a whole you got 16 hot dogs thought out and you cook them all how long does uh you know, and you eat whatever, say six of them. Your family eats six of them that night that you cooked them. So you got ten left. What, like, how long are they good? Can you refreeze them after you cooked them? Or, like, how long are they good in the fridge if you can't refreeze them? I would absolutely have no problem. Absolutely zero problem refreezing them. But if you thought out the 16, you cooked what your family wanted to eat that night, whether six or eight or whatever, I wouldn't have a problem at all for another five to seven days. Leave those fridge. other ones in the fridge. But that goes back to may as well just cook, cook them all. And then just eat leftovers the following week. Yeah. But it's kind of whatever works for you. Right. But don't feel like, I mean, even if you want four, or you they're want... not gonna they're not gonna be they're not gonna be bad in three days. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. I think I think that's uh that's the biggest or that's that's something that the the public need needs educated on like. Like how long is something good? Like once, once I, I mean, because it's the same thing. You go to a grocery store and you, you're breathing heavy, Jay. Uh, you go Sleeping. to a, <laughs> you go, you go to a grocery store and you buy a pack of twenty-seven chicken breasts. Right. Uh, you know. Even even if you cooked all 27 of those at one time, they're cooked. You put them in. You can put them in the fridge. Say you bought 27 chicken breasts frozen. You cooked them all. You ate eight of them, and the rest of the cooked chicken breasts you put in your fridge. This is a math problem. Or you could. Could you could could you do the same thing with chicken breast? Could you cook all of them and then once they're cooked, like you know, tomorrow you're gonna do something with eight more of them? Could you freeze the rest of them cooked? Yes. For and then how long would they be? Like how long would they be all right in the? Once I mean, frozen. depending on how properly you freeze them, if you just put them in a Ziploc bag, I wouldn't want them in there longer than a couple months. But if you vac seal them, you got six months. Yeah. I mean, so kind of really depending on what you want. If you just wrap them up in like saran wrap or cellophane or something like that, right? Then you're just not going to get that much life out of it. You're not risking, but you're not risking the fact that they're unsafe to eat. You're risking the fact of being freezer burned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there ain't nothing, nothing unsafe about it. It's just not going to taste good once it gets freezer burned. Yeah, right. 
So, so you, so basically, I guess what I'm getting at is people shouldn't be scared to buy things in bulk. And even if, even, even if you have a family of four, yourself, your wife, and two kids, and you buy a pack of whatever frozen, even if you cook it all and eat what you eat and then freeze the rest, that, that stuff, once you freeze it after it's cooked, it's going to, as long as you package it correctly, it's going to last a long time. I mean, you get a long time in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then it's when you pull it out of the freezer, it if you backpack it in one like say you you bought a you bought 27 chicken breasts and you cooked all of it and your family ate four or five or six of them that night and you backpacked the rest of them like in four four pieces of meat per backpack package you can pull it out of the freezer and it's already cooked so once it thaws, you don't have to. Do you have to bring it back to 160, 165 degrees, or no? But you will when you when you microwave it. But no, you don't have to. You could literally unthaw it, and Mi- once it's microwave it, just like you took it out of your refrigerator and warm it up, like a leftover. Warm it up enough to where it wasn't cold anymore, and you could eat it. Yeah, you got leftover at that point. Yeah. I, I convenience think, thing. Yeah, really all it is. I think that's a. I, I really think that's a big uh, miss. Like that's something that the public doesn't understand. Like you, you as long as you cook it to done temperature, and then whatever you don't eat, freeze it properly in backpack bags. I mean, you can put it in a gallon Ziploc bag too. It just won't last as long in the freezer as if it, as it would if you backpacked it. Right. Uh, but so, I guess what I'm getting at is, you can't you can't be afraid to to buy things in bulk, cook it all at once, and and put it back in the whatever you don't eat that night put it in the freezer and store it properly in a in a proper bag uh and that stuff's not going to go bad it's not going to be like you can it could literally if you backpack it it'll you can let it sit in your freezer for quite a while and when you pull it back out you don't have to you you can literally warm it up like you don't have to bring it back to done temperature, com- like whatever done temperature was the first time you cooked it. You you literally just have to warm it up, like get it to a comfortable eating temperature. It doesn't have to be brought back to to fully cooked temperature because it's already been fully cooked. Correct. Hundred percent. Thank you. Jay, you got... Uh, He's done. We wasted too much time. Oh, son of a... And he go to bed. 
We won't even say who we are going to bring on the phone. Yeah. We'll save it for a rainy day. We'll save it for... We got interrupted by some farmers. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Hogan and his son showed up in between part one and part two and screwed our whole agenda up. Got derailed a little bit. But... That's what happens when the shed doors open. Yeah, you'll have that when the lights are on. Who left them on? It wasn't me. Shed doors shut. Hmm. Just lights. The lights are on. <laughs> lights are on. Well, he's also been on a podcast before, so he knew that we recorded on Tuesday night, so he might have just pulled in on a whim. <laughs> Jay, what happens from now till the spring? Or does shipping slow down? You know, I thought it would, but it's not as of right now. Uh, I know there's like four KCBS comps left, so we're shipping a lot of stuff right now because they're at the end of the trail and they're wanting to get the best of the best, so that's why they come to us. And uh, Booyah. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to slow down. I hope it don't. I enjoy doing all the shipping. You can, uh, I mean, even when the barbecue comp stuff is slowing down for the year you can you can ship you can ship whatever oh yeah i mean you they can call you for a couple wagyu ribeyes and you'll ship them right oh yeah yeah so but the majority of stuff that we're i'm shipping is all is comp comp, yeah yeah what uh what do you so you got basically Two weekends left of comp. Yeah, I think so. Two weekends and there's four comps. I know Jordan's doing double. Jordan's doing two doubles, right? Yeah, yeah. New Jersey and New Jersey. What a crazy bastard. Yeah, what a crazy fucker. Uh, New Jersey's a double, and then Barbecue's a double. Yeah. Um, and then that's pretty much. That's probably. Probably a wrap for the for the comp season. Yeah, I mean, landing barbecues. Uh, oh, that's right. Doing one yeah. in, uh, November or something. Yeah, Bill's Bill's cooking it right. Yep, they're doing a class too, and he's. Oh, Bill's cooking the class. That's right. Yeah, I think Bill's going to cook the. I'm comp sure too. he's cooking the comp too. I think he is cooking the comp. I think he said that at. In our last podcast when he was here, uh, but I know he's also teaching the class. They're they're having a class in January, I think. Yeah. And then uh, I, think, I don't know. Tim Shears having a class. December fifteenth. Him and Brad. Yeah. Brad Leininger. Brad Leininger. Yep. Hmm. Who's he? He's the number one team in the country right now. Jordan's trying to chase down like a bandit. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but he's trying his best. Brad's a hell of a cook. He's a good guy. Twenty they're Great only pick. like twenty ish points apart, right? They were 20, right now. Twenty two after the Royal, I don't know what happened after this weekend, I don't know. Yeah. Did Brad did Brad cook the Jack? No, he did not. He did not. So he cooked somewhere. Yeah. I think you cooked Topeka, Kansas with Jordan. Oh, did he? Jordan got fifth. He got, I think, 16th. I may be wrong. I don't want to. That sounds right. 
Actually, I think it is. I think. But I think it comes down to basically GCs. It does. Yeah. It does. It, uh, so Jessica, uh, Saturday when we were camping, uh, when Jordan got fifth, uh, Jessica texts Allie and said, "Hey, remind me again how this points things work. How this point thing works." So basically, they take your top ten cooks. Um. So. Basically, Brad and Jordan are both, they both need 10 GCs for Brad, the year. Brad's got nine with the RGC to kick. Jordan's got eight with two RGCs yeah. to kick. But so. then, basically, after, so if they both have 10 GCs, it comes down to bonus points, which bonus points, you get bonus points from, like, I forget the number, but uh, how, how big of a comp? If the comp had over, I think it's over twenty. If it's twenty six teams or more, and you GC it, you get bonus points for that. So, like Murfreesboro, where Jordan GC'd, that was fifty KCBS teams. So he GC'd it, plus he got bonus points because there was fifty teams there. I think Jordan. I think Jordan told me twenty five or twenty six is where, like anything over that is when you get bonus points. Um, so right now it looks like if Jordan can GC two more comps, then out of four, I think there's four left. Yeah, he's got two doubles. Yeah. Uh, if he can GC two more comps out of four, that'll give him ten GCs. And it, let's say Brad Leininger has ten GCs, then it's basically going to come down to bonus points. And I think that's where it's kind of up in the air. Like, that's where it's kind of up in the air. Like, nobody really knows. Right. Who Odds are probably going towards bonus Brad points. Leininger. But... Yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna come down to the end. It really is. Neither one's giving up. No, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I think Jordan Jordan's giving it the last effort, the last push he can, because um, he knows he wants to win. He also knows that next year he's not going to – He even if he wanted to, he's not going to be able to chase it as hard as he is this year. Right. And even if he could chase it as hard as he is this year, I don't think he no. is interested. I, I think he's mentally and physically <laughs> exhausted. Yeah, yeah it's – I I, I and, agree. Um, I, they have a kid on the way, so he knows that that isn't – it's not even a question next year whether he he's not going to be able to run as hard as he is this year. Right. Um, so he's he's given it all he's got for the last two weeks. Uh, that's the reason he's driving to fucking New Jersey because <laughs> it's a double. <laughs> that's crazy. It's just mind blowing to me how much uh, 
what these guys put into this when it when it gets into chasing points and stuff like that. Uh, kind of like Marty, Marty Plute. You know, he won 13, 13 state comps, and he like thirteen the most first place wins, and he still it didn't it didn't matter for the overall points because he didn't cook one hundred and fifty comps which to me I, I get I guess I kind of see it both ways but it's like you know with in the SCA world they're basically saying they're almost saying like the more comps you cook the better I don't know it's it's hard for me because, like, why don't they take the number of wins? The number of wins don't matter in the points chase. You, Marty didn't cook just 13 comps and got 13 first, but let's just say he did. That, somebody else could have beat him because they cooked 150 comps they only got five first place but because they because they cooked 150 comps they won the year because i don't know i i just feel yeah. like i feel like that i feel like first place they need to figure out something the I mean, first is first. Just like Jay said earlier, RGCN is awesome, but you're still the first loser. If you if you have the most first place wins in a year, you should. I don't know. You should. Yeah, they they gave him credit for that, but you should also. Like, the points chase shouldn't be about the amount of comps you cook. I don't know. And I don't know how they how they figure that out or how they change it or if it needs changed. I don't know. But it's just like, it's like, like in the SCA world, it's almost like, Whoever has the, whoever is the most wealthy that can afford to cook fifty week, fifty weekends a year, is gonna win it. It's not because they're the best cook. It's because they could afford their job or whatever. They were able to take off that many times and they were able to afford to drive to all these different competitions and cook 40 cooks a year. Like you're almost, it's almost like a money thing versus uh, like who's really the best. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. You go on and on days for ideas and. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about the SEA, but it's whatever. Rules are the rules. Yeah. Agreed. You know it going into it. Yeah, you know it going into it for sure. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, you can go on. I mean, it turn into how everything ran. Dirt racing. Yeah, oh yeah. To yeah. You you could fishing could, bass tournaments. You could, to, you could, could critique anything. I mean, no matter what your hobby is, if you're not winning it, you can find something to critique about it for sure. But uh yeah. So what Chad's saying is he's going to take off a lot of work next year and he's going to chase the SCA points. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I can, I, I can. There's no way I can cook almost every weekend. No way. Ain't happening. <laughs> you scared? Yep. Pussy. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a lot. I get it. I know. I mean, you have to... I used to cook three backyard comps a year. Three. Now I do one. Right. I mean... Yeah. I don't know what to do. It was stressful. Yeah. Times are tough. Three year. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What are you going to do? Work. Work. Me and Justin are cooking a comp this coming weekend. And I'm working and working a side job every night this week and I'm thinking to myself like why did I sign up for this comp like I don't have time for this like when am I going to inject what am, I don't even know I'm going to do anything Jessica will have all that done and ready for you yeah mm-hmm. she she would if if she felt comfortable doing it but <laughs> she yeah Mm-hmm. Just give her some injection and a injector and tell her to go to town. I could do that. I could mix it all up and say, inject these ribs. <laughs> it's five minutes. Yeah. She's got it. Yeah. Oh, she would She would definitely have it. But All right, Jay, you got anything else for us? No, I'm good. I'm done. You quit? I quit. I'm clocked out. You're fired. Good. <laughs> In the words of Donald Trump, you're fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again soon. If you got anything for us, meetcartel3 at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.